Welcome to the Truth Be Known podcast, bringing you the objective truth boldly, candidly, and without apology. Welcome to this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Be Known podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Jolly. As many of you may already know, we are church planting in Alaska. In fact, uh, today is the 24th of August, and we fly out on the 2nd to where we'll be located. We certainly appreciate your prayers. Many of you have been very kind and faithful in emailing us and letting us know you're praying for us. And by the way, if this podcast has benefited you at all, um, or you'd just like to you know, help us to continue full-time, or you'd like to help support our missionary work of church planning, you can do that through our Patreon account. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. And you can do that just simply at www.patreon.com slash jollymissionaries. The truth is we certainly could not function without the prayers and support of the saints. So we do really appreciate that. Now, before we get into today's episode, which is really the second installment of a two-part series called It's Not Political, I want to be clear on a few points. Number one, I do not believe that who you choose to vote for is a salvific issue. In other words, I don't think your salvation is determined by what political party you vote for. That is very often thrown out there. It's disingenuous in most cases, uh, perhaps ignorant at best. Uh, So I want to be clear on that. But number two, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for in this podcast. I'm just simply going to make the case for why a Christian simply cannot support the Democrat Party. And lastly, my aim is to prove to you why this is a moral issue. It is not a political issue. So all that being said, if your constitution is weak, if you're easily offended, if you're a Hillary Clinton fan, or you just love your sin, you might want to sit this one out. In preparation for today's podcast, I took on the daunting task of going through the entire 92-page 2020 Democrat Party platform document. It is a beast of a document, uh, which I will put in, I will put a link to that in the show notes so you can read it yourself should you have the desire to become dangerously close to needing a padded room. Now, I'm not going to torture you by going through all 92 pages during this podcast, but I do want to hit on a few of the very many highlights in this document. So with that, let's dive into the cesspool of the Democrat Party. Now, I want to start with the cover page uh, because it's an important part of information that we have when considering the rest of the document. Um, And it's a point which many Christians to be honest, just kind of fail to understand. And I'll quote that says, the proposed platform was considered by the 2020 uh, platform committee at its meeting on July the 27th, 2020, and is recommended for approval by all delegates. The delegates have approved this. Um, This is a document, why is that important? This is a document that across the board, the Democrat Party as a whole in solidarity, believes in, supports, and is promoting. So that means that, If you vote for the Democrat Party, if you join the Democrat Party, if you're uh, registered as a Democrat, these are the things that you have united yourself to and with uh, and are promoting whether you like that or not. That's just true. And that's something that we have to consider today. You can't separate yourself by voting for the Democrat Party from what is in this document. And one of the reasons that I wanted to do this special episode, the second part of it, is because it is a moral issue. It is not a political issue. Uh, Politics won't save us. Leaders aren't going to save us. Christ alone saves us. But it does matter what we as Christians support, promote, and join ourselves to. And I find too often that political parties have sort of become another God for many American Christians and for a lot of people, an assault on a political party becomes an assault on their faith. And that's because if we're just real honest, uh, politics has become the faith of many Christians over the Christian faith. 
And so we really need to start addressing these things. I don't expect it's going to make many friends, but guess what? I'm not really out here to make friends. We're out here to honor Christ, to uphold his word, and to make people aware of what many may not be aware of. You know, the reality is there are likely many, many uh, professing believers who may be intending on voting for the Democrat Party who simply have not taken the time, energy, and effort to go through and ask the hard questions or just to ask the question, what does the Democrat Party really stand for? What things am I supporting if I support this party? And so hopefully this can help a little bit with that. But these are the things in which you are pledging your loyalty to if you are a professing believer and you vote for the Democrat Party. Now, let's just jump right in. Let's go to page five. And this statement is made, and I quote, when the American people go to the polls this fall, we will be choosing more than a candidate. Character is on the ballot in this election. The character of our president, yes, but more than that, the character of our democracy, our society, and our leadership in the world. Now, this might be the most true statement that they make in this entire document. Voting in today's world is far more than a vote for a char- the character of a single man. It just really is. Those days are long behind us. It is choosing to align yourself with the platformed ideals of the party, the character of the party as a whole rather than an individual. We don't have to like that, but that's just how it is today. This is why we judge the platform as a whole rather than just simply looking at one man. So lots of guys say, but Trump, lots of guys say, but Joe Biden. Uh, It really doesn't matter in some sense. We have to look at what policies the entire platform uh, has adopted to make decisions. And that's, that's just how it is today. That's why we judge the platforms as we do. It's also why we have to view the platforms differently. Because some platforms have built themselves on moral issues, like the Democrat Party, that are purely antithetical to the Christian faith and practice, while other parties, uh, the Republican Party um, and third parties, have not adopted such blatantly terrible and atrocious, sinful moral issues as a part of their platform. And so we have to judge those things a little bit differently. Again, I'm not doing this podcast as a GOP man. I'm not doing this podcast trying to promote any other party. What I simply want to do is go through and let's ask the question, can a Christian, can a professing believer in good conscience and being right before God vote for and support the Democrat Party? And the answer is absolutely and unequivocally not. And, and, and we're going to go through that. So that's just how we have to view these things. Now, the next line in this document says this, the challenges before us, the worst public health crisis in a century, the worst economic downturn since the Great Depression, et cetera, and it goes on. Well, first of all, the whole beginning of the document is merely the blame game. Every problem mentioned is someone else's fault. Now, I'd just like to highlight here the deception that is inerrant throughout all of the Democrat Party. This public health crisis, quote-unquote, is supposedly the worst in the country, and yet it's a flu with a 99.9% survival rate. Just let that sink in. I don't really care how you feel. I don't really care how I feel. I care what the numbers say, and the numbers say that this coronavirus, this flu has a 99.9% survival rate, and, and yet they're proposing it to be the greatest public health crisis in the century. That's just really not true. And we need to understand the level of deception being presented and ask ourselves, is, is this what we as Christians really want to promote and align ourselves with? They've said it themselves. If you vote for the Democrat Party, you are aligning yourself with blatantly deceptive practices because they've said you're aligning yourself with what they believe. This is, these are the types of things they believe that they promote. Now, furthermore, if we really want to be brutally honest, and we do, we should understand that the worst public health crisis in a century, hands down, is actually Roe v. Wade. Abortion has killed over, are you ready for this number? Take a seat. It's atrocious. It's horrendous. It should be so sickening and appalling to every Christian. It has killed over 50 million innocent children, 50 million innocent children, compared to the 177,000 people who have died from COVID-19. I'm not minimizing the deaths of COVID-19, but if we're going to make such a grandiose statement as this is 
the worst public health crisis in a century, then maybe we should be honest and, you know, state what really is the worst health crisis. And I I would suggest that it's abortion by far. 50 million deaths compared to 177 deaths. And oh, by the way, while COVID-19 has a 99.9% recovery rate, abortion has a 100% fatality rate. Right. So while the Democrats pretend to care about life, the fact is they've demonstrated over and over and over again something quite contrary to that. Now, you know, I'm not going to take you through all 92 pages. Uh, One, because you'll fall asleep, two, you'll hate the podcast and never listen again. uh, And you might want to do yourself harm if we had to read through all that. So, you know, we're we're not going to do that. We're going to go through maybe, I think, like half of it and just kind of touch here and there. So moving on to page six. We read in the third paragraph this statement, we must heal our nation's deepest wound, not fan the flames of hate. Democrats will root out structural and systemic racism in our economy and our society and reform our criminal justice system from top to bottom because we believe Black Lives Matter. Okay, so their solidarity for Black Lives Matter as a movement is crystal clear. We've seen it everywhere, repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. No one can deny that. But perhaps some might be mistaken and think, well, what's wrong with Black Lives Matter? Okay, so plug for another podcast right here. If you haven't heard Virgil Walker and Daryl Harrison Just Thinking podcast, you need to listen to that. These brothers are right on. Uh, they, they just are on fire. They've got several podcasts breaking down Black Lives Matter, breaking down systemic racism. You need to go listen to them. Okay, but anyway, I digress. So it, it's a valid question, right? What's wrong with, with Black Lives Matter? Well, why don't we just real quick go to Black Lives Matter website and see what they stand for so that we know when the Democrat Party says uh, we are uniting with Black Lives Matter, which they've said lots and lots of times, we understand what they're really promoting, what they really believe, what they really stand for, and what you as a Christian or what a cr- professing Christian would be aligning themselves with if they unite themselves with the Democrat Party. And we unite uh, via a vote, by the way. So, all right, straight off a of Black Lives Matter website, I'm just going to read through these. Number one, we make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. Right there. So, they're promoting transgenderism. I would just ask you, dear Christian, do you think a Bible-believing, faithful Christian right before God can promote transgenderism? Well, the answer is clearly no. And yet, this is one of the major points on Black Lives Matter website. Okay, let's go on. We are self-reflexive and do the work to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folk, especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. Now, all that to say, and I'll just paraphrase in my own words, we're against anyone and everyone who doesn't lift up and celebrate transgenderism, i.e. Christianity, the church, okay? Because we don't celebrate those things. They're wicked, they're evil on the side of the Lord. Uh, Their goal is to dismantle cisgender privilege. Now, what are they talking about? Cisgender just very simply means you identify with the sex God gave you. So, I'm a male because God made me a male. I don't get to choose to be anything else, and neither do you, and neither does anyone else. I mean, our country has fallen into the height of insanity, really, as John MacArthur puts it, when a man believes that he's a woman or a woman believes that she's a man, and yet this is what Black Lives Matter is promoting. Let's move on. We make our spaces family-friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. Okay, stop. You don't participate with your children as such. You raise your children right? We discipline our children. We teach our children. We raise our children. They are children. They don't get to choose. They don't know what's good for them and what isn't good for them. That's your role as a parent before God. Okay, well, let's continue on. We dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private even as they participate in public justice work. Okay, here's the reality. God's system is a patriarchal system. He's God the Father. The man is the head of the household. We don't get to change that. This is God's world and God's rules, and that's how we operate. And so their intention is to dismantle the the Christian structure of the home, of the family, and of society. 
This is not something a Bible-believing, faithful Christian can support. They go on to say, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. I, I just like you to take notice that they intentionally left out fathers. I mean, it, it's been said over and over again that one of you know the things lacking within the black community is an emphasis on is is an emphasis on fathers, the presence of fathers, the absence of fathers in the black community is an issue that certainly needs to be dealt with. And Black Lives Matter is promoting something entirely different than that. Not only that. But they failed to misunderstand what is the fundamental structure of the family in that, in that it's not a Western prescribed family structure. It's a God prescribed family structure. And so their attack isn't on Western culture. Their attack is on God ordained family structure. What Christian can support that? Well, let's go on. They say we foster a queer affirming network. We when we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather, the belief that all in the world are heterosexual. Newsflash, everyone in the world is heterosexual because that's how God made us. Homosexuality is an abomination before the Lord. This is what Black Lives Matter is promoting. This is what the Democrat Party platform has embraced. And as such, if you are a believer and you are voting for the Democrat Democrat Party, this is what you are joining yourself to. Now, tell me what Christian can identify with these things and believe that they are right before God. I don't think you can. In fact, I know you cannot. You know, 1 Corinthians 6 says this, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So what believer can look at just the very few things we've read so far and think to himself, yes, I can get on board with that. No. No Bible-believing Christian could ever link arms with this sort of party and be right before God. Now, again, I'm not saying this is a salvific issue. This is a sin issue. This is a moral issue. This is a biblical ethic issue. We do not, as Christians, partner with sin. It's that simple. I realize people are trying to make this overly complicated, but the reality is we don't want to call sin, sin. We don't want to call a spade a spade. And, and this idea of the 11th commandment has so infiltrated the Western church that we just don't want to say it's sinful. It's wrong before God. As a believer, you don't have this option. And yet that is what we must do. Perhaps we should be reminded of James 4.4. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes, wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now, that's pretty heavy. Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Dear folks, the Democrat Party is clearly an enemy of God, and to join with them, well... You can come to your own conclusion. I think the scripture is pretty clear. When a group, when a party, when a club, whatever, sets itself on a foundation that is totally and in every way antithetical to Christian values, there is just no way a Christian can associate with that group. Our biblical fidelity, our loyalty to Christ demands that we abandon anything that would cause us to join with sin. So why are so many Christians insistent upon being able to vote for a party who hates God and has platformed the most egregious and perverse sins? I just don't understand how we've gotten to the place. Okay, that's not true. I do understand. Uh, we, we don't fear God anymore, and that's really the problem. We just do not fear God. We have uh, become a Christianity of God's sloppy grace, and that sloppy grace basically excuses sin, although we say it doesn't. Uh, our lives very much reflect the fact that it does. So many people, again, their party has become more important 
than adhering to and pursuing holiness before God. Now, let's just move on here to page nine. Page nine in the first paragraph says this, Democrats will save lives by using every available tool to beat back this pandemic, which continues to sicken and kill hundreds of Americans per day and lead a global effort to prevent, detect, and respond to future pandemic threats. Now, I mean, folks, this is peak irony. While the Democrat Party would have you believe that they are concerned about the deaths of hundreds of Americans per day on one hand, with the other hand, they joyfully and intentionally murder around 2,000 Americans daily. Yes, you heard that correctly. Now, how are they doing that? Well, because there are approximately 2,000 children murdered daily in America through abortions. Just let that sink in. How can you say that you value human life when you are intentionally furthering a system that murders 2,000 Americans a day? Not just Americans, image bearers, innocent children. It's just totally unacceptable. This is something that Democrats want for every woman, is to have easy access to, and by the way, they demonize anyone who says otherwise that abortion shouldn't be available for all freely. I've heard Christians use this argument, well, I'm not a single-issue voter. Well, I just gave you 2,000 issues, 2,000 reasons daily to believe otherwise. You know, I don't even know how to say this politely, but if you can dismiss the atrocities of abortion simply by saying, well, I'm just not a single issue voter, there is something deeply and darkly wrong in your soul. I don't know what kind of corruption has seeped in, what kind of, uh, I mean, really and truly, if that's you and you're comfortable doing that, you need to take some time and, and pray before God and get right because something in you is messed up when you can dismiss millions of innocent children being murdered by a simple phrase, well, I'm just not a single issue voter. It's, to be honest, it's disgusting and undoubtedly it's not acceptable before God. Just in case there's someone out there who doesn't believe that abortion is really a platformed policy, um, that all, Democrat, all Democrats support it as a policy, let's just go to page 32. Now, I know we're skipping a lot of pages, and that's for your sake and your sanity. Um, but it says this, Democrats are committed to protecting and advancing reproductive health, rights, and justice. We believe unequivocally, like the majority of Americans, that every woman should be able to access high-quality reproductive health care services, including safe and legal abortions. We will repeal the Title X domest, uh, Title X domestic gag rule and restore federal funding for Planned Parenthood, which provides vital preventive and reproductive health care for millions of people, especially low-income people and people of color and LGBTQ plus people, including in underserved areas. Now, there's a whole lot to dissect here in that paragraph. Let's just go back to the top. We believe unequivocally that every woman should have access to abortion. That's kind of their thesis. It's right there. Every woman, full stop, period. Here's the reality. If you vote for the Democrat Party, you are complicit in murder. And if you don't like that, then don't vote for the Democrat Party. I'm not telling you who you have to vote for, you have several other options as a Christian. You can vote for the Republican Party because they haven't platformed atrocious policies. And if you say, but Trump, then you're either ignorant or a liar. Yes, his character is deplorable. I don't believe he's a Christian. I pray for his salvation regularly. But the reality is that has nothing to do with how we judge the platformed issues. You cannot vote. I don't think biblically we're mandated. Now, I think you should. I think it's a responsibility uh, of being an American citizen. And by the way, it's not just a responsibility. It's a privilege. But you don't have to. You can abstain from voting. You can vote for a third party. You can write someone in. But you can't support what the Democrat Party supports. So if you want to vote according to your conscience, then take the Democrat Party out because there's no biblical conscience person that can vote for the Democrat Party, and then you have other options. What Christian 
who knows his faith can vote knowing that their vote will directly aid in the murder of children. I had a believer sometime recently say, well, isn't abortion already legal? To which I would say, so? Homosexuality is legal too. Does that mean we just let it in the church and it's okay? Just because something is legal doesn't mean that we have the right to participate, right? I mean, we understand that, right? You can have adulterous affairs, you can be homosexual, you can become transgender, all things that are abomination before the Lord, but you realize that just because those things are legal doesn't mean we can partner with them. And by the way, there are some things available that hinder abortions that the Democrats make clear they want to get rid of. And so, in fact, if you vote for the Democrat Party, you are actually voting to repeal what very few things are out there that help, and you are actually voting to further abortion and make it easier, that argument is at best not well thought through. This is just the reality. We, if you vote for the Democrat Party, you are complicit in murder. That's just how it is. And like I said, if you don't like that, then don't vote for the Democrat Party. And, and before anyone says, but another party has not, just stop it, don't even go there. I would respond before you even get that thought out of your mouth. In the spirit of R.C. Sproul, what is wrong with you people? Since when do we justify sinning ourselves because another group sins? Do we not remember who it is that we sin against first and foremost, the living God? Have we become so dismissive of God's holiness and so reckless with the grace of God that we've forgotten God is holy and that God hates sin? I know there will be some people who have already heard this and the whole time they're thinking, but the Republican Party, but the Republican Party, but the Republican Party. Well, stop it. I'm not talking about the Republican Party. We aren't talking about another party right now. We're talking about what's present and what is factual and what is promoted in the Democrat Party. Take your straw men somewhere else. We don't need red herring here. You know, when you cast a vote for this party, you are joining in with murderers. It should be easy enough for a Christian to say, yeah, you know what? That's absolutely true. It's inescapable. We can't get around it. And so therefore, I'm not going to vote for the Democrat Party because I love Christ. I love adhering to the word of God, and I want to be right before God, and, and then take any of the other choices that are available out there. If you're holding on to the Democrat Party, you are most certainly not holding on to faithfulness to the teachings of Christ. That's just how it is. I mean, when I, when I read my Bible in Ephesians 5.11, it says this, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. But rather than exposing the sin, we have Christians that are just sort of pretending they don't exist. So you can say things like, well, I'm a vote for the Democrat Party, but I don't believe in abortion. You're still a murderer, in, in which case the reality is you do kind of believe in abortion because the Democrat Party has made it abundantly clear that if you vote for them, you're going to help them in aiding women in having more abortions. Now, just below that first statement that we just read, the document goes on to say, and I quote, we will repeal the Title 10 domestic gag rule and restore federal funding for Planned Parenthood, which provides vital preventative and reproductive health care for millions of people, especially low-income people and people of color and LGBTQ people, including in served areas. So we read that right now. This is important because what is Title 10? What is the Title 10 domestic gag rule? Well, let's listen to uh, Guttmacher's Institute's description first, which by the way, is a Republican hating pro-abortion institute. Let's listen to what they say about Title 10 domestic gag rule. They say this, the Trump administration has punched a massive hole in the nation's safety net family planning program by driving out many healthcare providers, including those affiliated with Planned Parenthood. Now, just a quick rabbit trail here for those who believe that Trump has done nothing to aid in the fight against abortion. The Democrat Party disagrees with you. By their own admission, that is not true. In their own words, Trump has, quote unquote, punched a massive hole and drove out Planned Parenthood affiliated providers. 
Now, again, this is not a political plug for the Republican Party. I don't actually care who you vote for as long as you don't vote for the Democrat Party because that would be a moral failure before God. Now, again, I have my own personal opinion. You can deduce what that is. But if we're going to judge things rightly and biblically, the one thing we can say for sure is that a believer uh, cannot in good faith and conscience vote for the Republican Party, so pick something else. So the Republican Party has, in fact, been a hindrance to abortion. Um, We just need to own that. It's true. It doesn't matter if you like them or not. It's still true. Uh, Planned Parenthood has an article titled, uh, The Title 10 Gag Rule is Wreaking Havoc. Okay, remember the gag rule is making it more difficult for abortions to happen. So Planned Parenthood, you go on the website, you can find an article labeled the Title 10 Gag Rules Wreaking Havoc. If that isn't enough, here's what Planned Parenthood uh, goes on to further say. The gag rule would block people from going to Planned Parenthood health centers. So they openly admit what it does. So why would any Christian want to repeal something that is making abortion more difficult? Or maybe a better question would be, what type of Christian wants to make abortion easier? And yet, if you vote for the Democrat Party, this is what you are voting for. You don't get to say, I'm voting for the Democrat Party, but I'm not voting for this, 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 and this. You don't get to do that. You don't get to redefine what the Democrat Party platform is pushing. You don't get to do that. Now, the Guttmacher Institute goes on to say that the gag rule has jeopardized 1.6 million female patients, primarily prohibiting abortion referrals. In other words, the gag rule has made it more difficult to murder 1.6 million babies. And folks, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. But the Democrat Party is upset about this. They want to repeal it. And so if you're a Christian, this is what you're joining. What is the Title 10 gag rule? Well, the Title 10 gag rule is issued by the Department of Health and Human Services on February uh, 2019. It prohibits the use of Title 10 funds to perform, promote, refer, or support abortion as a method of family planning. Again, this is where voting for the Democrat Party becomes a moral, ethical issue. To vote for this party is to aid in repealing an act that by their own admission, is a hindrance to abortion. So, yes, for those out there who would say, well, isn't abortion already legal? I would say to you, be that as it may, um, if you vote for the Democrat Party, you're going to help eliminate those things that are in place that are, in fact, saving some lives. How could any Christian raise their hand and say, yes, I would like to repeal that order that saves the lives of innocent children? And of course, the answer is no informed Christian could do that. Now you've been informed. Now, again, there's some peak irony here in that they make the point to single out people of color as a beneficiary to repealing this policy. But let me put that a little more candidly and honestly. What they really mean is that repealing this would allow them to continue disproportionately murdering black babies. See the irony there? You see, the Democrat Party is very clearly the party of death. And they appeal to young black women especially. So if anyone really cares about people of color out there, you would do everything you could to end the murder of innocent black children, right? Or at least that would be one thing you would do. And yet that is exactly the opposite of what the Democrat Party does through Planned Parenthood. They murder millions and millions of innocent black children in poor communities every single day. Maybe not so much ironic as it is hypocritical. Now, the next paragraph is a little, is even more insidious, if that's even possible. It says, Democrats, uh, and I quote, Democrats oppose and will fight to overturn federal and state laws that create barriers to reproductive health and rights. We will repeal the Hyde Amendment and protect and codify the right to reproductive freedom. We condemn acts of violence, harassment, and intimidation of reproductive health services, patients, and staff. We will address the discrimination and barriers that inhibit meaningful access to reproductive health care services, including those based on gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, race, income, disability, geography, and other factors. Democrats oppose restrictions on medication abortion care that are inconsistent with the most recent medical and scientific evidence 
and that do not protect public health. So I really just want to point out a couple things in this paragraph because we could spend a whole podcast doing it, really. Um, the, the first thing I want to point out is the desire to repeal the Hyde Amendment. Well, what on earth is the Hyde Amendment? The Hyde Amendment is a legislative provision barring the use of federal funds to pay for abortions except to save the life of a woman or if a pregnancy arises from incest or rape. Now, before the Hyde Amendment took effect, an estimated of 300,000 abortions were performed annually using taxpayer funds. It was the Hyde Amendment who was introduced by a pro-life congressman, Henry J. Hyde, that first passed in 1977, four years after Roe v. Wade. Uh, implementation of the initial amendment was blocked for almost four years by an injunction. Guess who blocked it? Well, you know, right? During the case, the Reproductive Freedom Project, the Center for Constitutional Rights and Planned Parenthood, collectively represented a pregnant Medicaid recipient and healthcare providers who challenged the Hyde Amendment. The United States Supreme Court vacated the injunction and uh, leading abortion financed by federal Medicaid subsequently dropped from 300,000 a year to a few thousand. It's an amendment that's enacted every year. Now, obviously, it doesn't eliminate abortions, but it does significantly minimize them, okay? And it eliminates the participation of the American citizen via tax dollars funding abortion. To repeal this would instantly make every American citizen a direct financial contributor to the abortion industry. Now, how do you feel about that? Tell me now that it's okay to support the Democrat Party and then tell me that you don't believe in abortion because you're going to help force fund it because they're going to repeal this act or they're going to attempt to, which would force every American to financially support the abortion industry via their tax dollars. I, I mean, it's not a perfect amendment. I get it, right? But it did drop 300,000 murders to a few thousand. It did prevent citizens from directly contributing to abortions and to repeal something that hinders abortion is absolutely unacceptable for the Christian. Why would we do that? Now, granted, it, doesn't, it does not go far enough. We need the abolition of abortion, right? I'm not just pro-life. I'm an abolitionist. And every Christian, real Christian, is an abolitionist because we don't believe in the murder of innocent children or murder at all, for that matter. Why would we repeal something that is a safeguard and protection as a Christian that doesn't really make any sense to me. And why would we repeal something that's going to force, you know, every American to be financial contributors to the abortion industry? That also doesn't make any sense to me. Now, the next sentence in the document is equally telling. It says this, we condemn acts of violence, harassment, and intimidation of reproductive health providers, patients, and staffs. We read that. Uh, we will address the discrimination and barriers that inhibit meaningful access to reproductive health care services, including those based on et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they've made it abundantly clear that the Democrat Party will not tolerate dissenters. This is important. Who's a dissenter? Who opposes their idea of abortion? Well, the church, right? You can believe that the church is included in this statement. We know that they believe anyone who opposes abortion is a threat, and the church of the living God is the biggest opposer of abortion because God defines the value of life. They will consider our position as believers as an act of violence, as harassment, and will end, end intimidation, and they will seek to punish. So let me ask you, what Christian aligns themselves with a group of people who will persecute Christ and the Christian faith? Because that is what you are doing if you vote for the Democrat Party. Kind of seems like if you align yourself with the Democrat Party, you're guilty of persecuting God. Maybe we should consider and remember when Saul was met on the road, Christ didn't say, why are you persecuting my people? He said, why are you persecuting me? Just something to think about. Now, the next paragraph they reiterate their desire to not only make abortion easy, but to ensure young women can lead a promiscuous life with no consequences. 
They say this, and I quote, we are proud to be the party of the Affordable Care Act, which prohibits discrimination in healthcare on the basis of sex and requires insurers to cover prescription contraceptives at no cost. These efforts have significantly reduced teen and unintended pregnancies by making it easier to decide whether, when, and how to have a child. So, young teens can just be as promiscuous as they want with no consequences because it's perfectly okay to help them murder their children. How could this be any more clear? A child is simply an unwanted item for the Democrat Party that can be aborted and cast away. There's no value of life. You can't say you value life on one hand and then promote destroying it on the other. That makes you a liar and a hypocrite. They say unintended. I would say hated. They hate children. No one that loves children promotes mass murder. So they want to make sure that women can take an abortifacient, have an abortion, and eliminate what they deem to be the problem, i.e. the child which opposes God's view of children being a gift. This is what you sign up for when you vote for the Democrat Party. There is just no way to get around these facts. This is, this is again and again why, you know, I've taken the position that I'm just very simply not going to have fellowship with someone who embraces, uh, understands and embraces the Democrat Party. I'm just not going to do it, and neither should you. Right? The Apostle Paul makes it very clear. We don't associate with those who call themselves brethren who engage in these things. And of course, he lists several things in the passage. Greed is one of them, sexual perversion is another. And so let me ask you a question. If God's standard is that we don't even eat with one who professes Christianity, who's given to greed, why would we think that we would commune with those who partner with things far worse, humanly speaking, than greed? Uh, I think conversations need to be had. I know people think that's extreme view. Actually, lots of people think that's an extreme view. That position is really why we're ended up planning a church in Alaska rather than Africa. But, but here's the issue. If you partner with the Democrat Party after you know, uh, after you've been told, uh, after documents are available everywhere, and you still happily partner with the Democrat Party, you are in willful sin against God, and we should not fellowship with such a person. So you can have conversations, you can work through issues, but at some stage, that sin has to be dealt with. It's no different than the man who's an unrepentant adulterer. We don't tolerate that in the church, so why do we tolerate an unrepentant baby, baby murderer? Makes no sense to me. I'm going to go through just a couple more things here. I mean, look, we're on page 33. We've got 92 total pages. We're not going to go through all of that. But, you know, on page 33, it says this, Democrats will reverse this rulemaking and restore non-discriminatory protections for LGBTQ plus people and people living with HIV, AIDS, and health insurance, including coverage of all medically necessary care for gender transition. Dear Christian, when did you decide that there's a such thing as gender transition that is necessary? Because if you vote for the Democrat Party, this is what you're saying. Not only is there never a time where transgenderism is necessary, it is always an abomination before God. In fact, in fact, if you are changing who you are, you are in essence shaking your fist at God and saying, why have you made me this way? Does that sound familiar? Does the clay have the right to say to the potter, why have you made me this way? And that's exactly what this is. It's exactly what you're signing up for as a professing believer if you vote for the Democrat Party. You see, folks, this is a moral issue. It's not a political one. And we're not talking about any other party. We're just dealing with this one right now. It's an assault on God's creation. How can a believer be happy about that? I don't know. You can't. I'm going to move a couple pages forward and look at wrapping up because, I mean, I mean there's so much here. Go through, read it yourself, contemplate it. Look, let, let me say this. I, I get that there are many professing believers who think they're going to vote for the Democrat Party and, you know, they're just not paying attention. They're, they're, uh, they're ignorant. Um, and, and this is my, my generosity towards those people 
I, I'm going to chalk that up to ignorance for many of them. Certainly, I hopefully, if they're doing that, they're doing it ignorantly. But you know, now you have the facts. It's everywhere. I do have a hard time believing that um, anyone in the U.S. voting for the Democrat Party is actually ignorant. I, I think they just don't. I think they're just ignoring the truth. You know, we could go on and on and on. Uh, you know, on page 39, they say Democrats believe in bringing the American people together, not stoking division and distrust. If you believe that statement, you must live in a hole, a hobbit hole in the mountain and just totally don't know what's going on. Yep. Don't, don't know how to get around that. Listen to this one, page 39. Democrats are committed to ending discrimination on the basis of race, race, ethnicity. Uh, by the way, we're only one race, but anyway. Uh, national origin, religion, language, gender, age, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability status. We, okay, listen very carefully. Here we go. We will appoint U.S. Supreme Court justices and federal judges who look like America well, who do they think America is? They go on to say, are committed to the rule of law, will uphold individual civil rights and civil liberties as essential components of a free and democratic society who will respect and enforce foundational precedents, including Brown versus Board of Education and Roe v. Wade. So, dear professing believer, if you vote for the Democrat Party, you are voting for judges who will make sure Roe v. Wade is the law of the land forever. You are voting for judges who will make sure as many children are murdered as possible. This is what you are voting for. Now, we can go through this document. You could just comb through and, you know, page after page after page, you can find atrocious statements that I, I'm not shocked, but I'm a little shocked. Here, here's the reality. And, you know, I think this is going to be the last podcast we do on this issue um, because predominantly we focus on dangerous doctrines that are taught in the church, predominantly dealing with the charismatic word of faith, new apostolic reformation movement in the church. But here, here's the reality. We have to get real serious about those who profess Christianity giving themselves willingly or ignorantly to sin. It's hard for me to believe that anyone's doing it ignorantly these, these days, although I, I believe there are some out there. Here's the truth. Voting for the Democrat Party is a moral failure. And if you join yourself with the Democrat Party, you are shaking your fist at God angrily. You are saying that he's been wrong in so many ways. You have basically thrown your Bible out the window uh, to be able to vote for the Democrat Party. Clearly, the scriptures talk about who we do and don't have fellowship with, uh, not joining in sin. Uh, here, here's the reality. It's got to be this serious, okay? If you can vote for the Democrat Party and excuse all of this, you just really, that person needs to be under church discipline. We wouldn't tolerate the man who comes into church every Sunday knowing that he's having an affair on his wife. We wouldn't tolerate that sexual perversion. So why do we tolerate the believer who unashamedly promotes and partners with a group of people who make sure that sexual perversion is not only applauded and protected, but actually seeks to do harm against anyone who is in opposition to it. Why would we tolerate that? Why do we tolerate, you know, I've said this before, uh, the only reason a Democrat Christian so-called isn't a pariah is because we just don't care about holiness anymore. Murder isn't a big deal anymore. And, and if you think that's not true, just listen to how easily and quickly people toss aside the abortion issue. Do we hate abortion or do we not? Is abortion a sin or is it not? Is it an atrocity before a holy God or is it not? And if it is, then how ought we to respond to someone professing faith in Christ who has knowingly and willingly joined themselves in that cause? How do we do that with, without that person being addressed and, if need be, placed under church discipline? 
you can't have it both ways. We have to quit playing with sin. You know, we, we want to get right to the edge without going over. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to offend any person, and yet we offend God. And I would just suggest to you, dear believer, this isn't meant to be an attack on any person. Okay? And I don't care who you have thought you're going to vote for up to this point. What I care about is that you love Christ enough, that you love God enough, that you desire righteousness and holiness enough that you can take a step back and you can just acknowledge the truth and you can choose God's way over man's way. This isn't an attack on a person. This is the party of Satan which is an attack on God. And I don't know any other way to say that, but if you're voting for the Democrat party, you're joining yourself to Satan's party. And again, we're not talking about any other party. We're just dealing with this one. So deal with this one first, and then we can move on to the other parties. But this one is crystal clear because they've platformed moral issues that you cannot get away from. If you vote for the Democrat party, you are... You are, whether you like it or agree or not, you are in fact voting to promote homosexuality, transgenderism, abortion, and the like. You are voting to eliminate what little protections we have that save children, what little protections we have that protect the liberty of the church to speak out against these things. If you vote for the Democrat Party, you are just in active sin. There's no way to get around that. So I hope that for your sake and for the cause of Christ and for the sake of biblical fidelity, that you'll choose today to wake up, to see the facts, stop taking it personal because you know what? We're slaves of Christ. We're not slaves of a political party. Do you belong to the Democrat party or do you belong to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? And if you belong to Jesus Christ, then set aside this wickedness and pick a different option. So guys, I hope that that was helpful. We appreciate you here. Uh, thank you for listening to the Truth Be Known podcast. As always, we would love to get your emails. You can email us at uh, the Truth Be Known podcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, we'd love to hear your comments, your questions. If you have ideas for upcoming podcasts, we'd love to hear those. Again, if you'd like to support the ministry that we're doing uh, to help me continue doing this full-time as well as help us in the church plant because we are fully dependent on supporters, then you can, again, go to Patreon uh, slash Jolly Missionaries and you can partner with us to further the gospel and help provide a biblical church plant in a place that desperately needs it. We appreciate your prayers. And just remember, until next time, let the truth be known. The Truth Be Known podcast is a theologically driven, gospel-centered program serving the body of Christ by bringing biblical truth to bear on issues facing the church today. Subscribe to the Truth Be Known podcast by using the podcast app on your Apple or Android device or listen online at strivingforeternity.org in the podcast section.